The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to History Creeps. I am your beloved, I'm assuming beloved, if I'm not, shame on you. Or maybe you're just smart and I just, uh, I'm, I can't tell the right from wrong anymore. Uh, I am Johnny Townsend. I am joined by Christopher Chavez. What up? And Carter Johnson. See you on the other side, right? <laughs> uh, we're very excited, of course, because as of this recording, the new Ghostbusters is literally within our grasp. It's right there. It is right there. Chris is going to see in mere hours, even. Yep. Hours. bastard. Hour and 20 minutes. So he's got the countdown going on. I wanted to start this episode with uh, an update. And that update is, I believe it was on that. I don't remember if it was on That's Odd or the last time the three of us were together. I talked about that they were putting out a new Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Home sweet home alone. I have since watched it and I can Ta-da. say I can say that it's not near as bad as the critics are acting like it is. It's got really low scores. I don't think it's near that bad. It's honestly not. All the acting and the actors are really good in it. They got some good talent. The kid is the uh did you guys see Jojo Rabbit? No, but I know about no but I know that, about that, Jojo Rabbit. Hey, I knew I recognized that kid. Side note, Jojo Rabbit is a movie you must see. It's freaking incredible. But uh, he's like the, the best friend of the main kid in that. And he's so he's amazing. Taika Waititi, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of his movies. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, he's the main kid. Uh, the, the I mean, even even the dad is, though he's incredibly underused, and that kind of upset me because I know how great Andy Daly is. Andy Daly is a freaking comedic genius. And uh, he's barely used in this, but he's the dad on there. So there's all kinds of talent everywhere. Uh, my problem with it is that the reason that Homo wanted to work so well and is so funny is when Kevin is taking the wet slash sticky bandits to task with all his uh, contraptions and stuff. It's funny because those two guys are they're not likable characters, right? You want to see Kevin get the best of them because they have, yeah, they're bad guys. They have terrible, they have terrible intentions. They many times mention wanting to actually kill Kevin. Home Alone 2 is nothing but them wanting to murder him. Honestly, by the way, that's true. That's true. And two adults uh, trying to murder a little boy, murder a child. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that's, so that really helps. Right. And this one, they go out of their way to show how great the two, I don't even want to call them burglars are because it's a series of misunderstandings that even leads to them breaking into the kid's house. Oh, uh, I don't want too- that. I want them to be bad guys wanting exactly. to break into the house. Yeah, they're not though because they're just two I'm giving nothing away here because this is in this is a trailer. They're just okay, two yeah. they're two people, they're a married couple who are going to lose their house and they have a family and they have kids and they're trying to save their house. They 
that's literally their motivation for one of the reasons why they're breaking into this kid's house, right? Uh, because oh, so they're just gonna like break in and like pawn some shit or something, basically. No, no, no. Okay, so they had this uh, object in their house that uh, the kid that they think the kid steals, and they find out later that the object's worth like a lot of money. And so they're trying to go get that object back, but he never even stole it uh, in the first place. So literally all it is is just a misunderstanding after misunderstanding after misunderstanding. All right. So that's the one problem with it. That So when all these uh, hijinks ensue, uh, you know, it, you're kind of, you kind of, you just, I felt bad for them more than laughing at it. I just actually felt bad for these two. Uh, the ending really helps because it wraps it up with a nice bow. The ending actually brought the movie up for me, thankfully, but uh the other thing I was going to say, my main issue with this was Chris was telling me that this was a reboot, and I was very mad about that. Uh, the Buzz, Kevin's older brother, is indeed in this movie. He is Buzz McAllister. It's it's his name in this. But it's not and the it actor, w- is it? No, it's, yeah, it's the it same is. guy. It's the is same it? guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He didn't look the same. It's weird. And, and he has a whole scene where he's talking about his brother, Kevin, who got left home alone twice. Hmm, interesting so it's the same freaking universe so what's the point yep. i don't know <laughs> oh god i don't know is, this is again just is, hollywood trying to make money and fucking with shit they shouldn't fuck with yeah. the point is that macaulay culkin is just too damn old to do a home alone movie right we all yeah. we might all want him to do it but it's i annoying. don't think his i don't think his i don't think physically he's able to take another home alone movie <laughs> Unless he's doing exactly what Chris is doing right now, and it's literally just a play on the on the Google commercial, yeah. you know, like he just runs everything like off of his phone. I might, I might watch that. Yeah, uh, but that's uh, my Home Alone. That's sweet rough, home alone. dude. I I do think that uh, of all the Home Alone movies, and I've sadly seen all of them. Uh, it's you're not alone. It's the third best one, in my opinion. Home Alone one and two are by far the best. Oh, is uh, it better than three? You think it's better than three? I, it three is is actually not near as bad as people say. No, but, I, I agree. But it's but I think this new one is just slightly better than it. Out of uh, out of the ones that are not one and two, I always thought three yeah. was the was agreed. the best. So. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so uh, that's where I would place it. But uh, that's yeah, my I'm home, just gonna, home I'm gonna bother. Thanks for well, telling. Well, I don't me. know I'm now. Him, now him now him having said that now I might I might actually give it a watch. Oof, yeah. I don't know, dude. It's that. it's like how do you like how can you though? Because for me, you want to not like the bad guys. You want to be able to. They should be, they should be driven by. Well, listen, and greed, and that, greed. Yes, things that, that the they're not good people. Alone? Like what Johnny just said, the, the, a series of misunderstandings. Isn't that what leads to everything in the first Home Alone in the first place? Like, for no example, way. Pesci. Yeah, Pesci shows up in his house dressed as a cop. But that's he's there. Kevin but that's not a. That's why but, Kevin doesn't trust. No, no, the cops. no, no, no. But what I'm he saying. Can't call anybody. No, no, no. Carter, Carter, Carter. What I'm saying is that Joe Pesci's and and what's his name? So the the Daniel bandits, Stern. right? The wet bandits. Yeah, Stern. Their yeah, motivation Stern. is specific. It's 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 not good. It's nefarious. They're greedy. They want to rob. And, and There's the no misunderstanding that, there at all. That's and what Pesci even for. says 
Because I literally just watched these movies like days ago. Oh, no, Pesci even says, "No, no, no, that's what I'm Pesci, saying." Whereas Pe- the whereas to have villains in a new one where it's just a series of misunderstandings that puts them in the situation, I don't and want it is, that. I promise you, I don't want that. I want yeah, the, the bad guys to have a bad intention so that I don't like them, and it's okay for them to be beaten up and th- and thrown downstairs and all. It's that funnier. Stuff. Well, no, yeah. no, Chris, no, Chris does make a good point though. Yeah. It's Home Alone. It's not. You know, this isn't like a this isn't like a a, a John a Ford movie over Western or something. I mean, it's not it a, yeah, <laughs> it's not a Hallmark movie, and it's not like you want a clear delineation between the good guys <laughs> and the bad guys, right? And that was always clear in the first two uh, Home Alone movies. Yeah, right. Now this one's just going to make this kid seem like a little bit. Just murder him, and it does. I honestly, the only reason I didn't okay. hate the kid was because what? I liked the actor. Like I liked him in Jojo Rabbit. That's legit the only reason. But like he acts like a total a hole the whole time until the end, <laughs> and it's not his fault. It's the material because he's a good actor. Right. It's not right. his. It's not his fault. It's how it was written. Right. Uh, but that's my biggest qualm with it is uh, just don't make if you're going to do Home Alone the two or whoever is trying to attack the home with the kid in it. They can't be likable people because it takes right. away from you can't all feel the, bad for them. Yeah, because the whole time they're getting beat up. I'm just cringing like, man, I just feel so awful for these people. The ending honestly really wraps it up really nice and a really nice bow. It's a very happy ending. And that brought up my score, my review score for it a little bit. But uh, like, it's just, I mean, why do people love Home Alone 1 and 2, right? It's from the main part is from him, uh, Kevin getting the upper hand on these two bad guys, uh, bad guys through really yeah. some really funny the kids. Well, the kid beats the bad guys. Be, that would be my next question to you guys is, do you think that that, sub whatever you want to call it on the internet that's like oh kevin grows up to be jigsaw oh kevin's oh, yeah. kevin <laughs> kevin could have kevin could have called the cops kevin could have called the cops at any time he wanted to hurt those men he wanted to you know which is again all based on misunderstandings because we know that the phone lines were down Pesci was dressed as a cop all those things were set up right like structurally to lead to what happens at the end well, right. technically, technically, Kevin breaks into the neighbor's house at the end. That's uh, true. Trying to get away from the wet bandits, and technically, his neighbor who saves him breaks into that house. Uh, but he was doing it to save Kevin. Yeah, but, but that's the Mur- isn't that the Murphy's house? Isn't that what he says? Yeah. My name's Murphy. Okay, yeah. that's the kid that shows up at the beginning and does the. Do these vans get yeah. good gas mileage? Yeah. That kid's annoying as shit. <laughs> Let his house get broken into. Okay. <laughs> it did because that it was previously hit because the basement was already flooded. And, and I was bandits. gonna say and flooded too. So. Yeah. But this has been my Home Alone TED Talk. Uh, and this has been our Home Alone <laughs> podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> Merry let's Christmas. Get to, let's get to some history yeah, creeps, guys. Oh, it's history creeps. That's right. This is history creeps. All right. So I we're doing I'm doing something different today. And that is we've never done this before in history Uh-oh. creeps. This is going to be a two-parter. <gasps> dun dun dun. That's Will right. they survive? Tune in next week. Same <laughs> History Creeps channel. Same History Creeps time. <laughs> Which is whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just right. wait. You wait. <laughs> uh, today, I present to you the Stainer Saga Part 1. Oh, yeah. The Stainer Brothers. That's right. We need to be like throwing stuff into the fire, you know, for I submit. Yeah. The approval yeah. of Midnight Society. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm interested in this. When you said this was going to be a two-parter, I thought to myself, this has got to be good because it sounds like you're about to go in. 
Oh yeah. And I don't oh, even yeah. know what this is. So like I'm totally Same. into it. Same. Well, let's start with Steven Stainer. He was born April 18th, 1965 in Merced, California. And he was the third of five kids. He had three sisters and one older brother. Overall, he had a pretty normal childhood. But of course, this wouldn't be history creeps if something terrible didn't happen to him. And on December 4th, 1972, the terrible thing happens. He's seven years old. And remember, this is in the early 70s. This is back when uh, parents didn't care about sending their kids outside all the time or going by themselves and uh, you know, going out throughout the neighborhood. It wasn't a big deal then. And in 1972, he is walking home from school by himself when a man comes up to him and approaches him. This man's name is Irvin Edward Murphy. And Murphy pretended that he was a part of a church seeking donations. That was his opening line to this little kid. And he asked, you know, do you have anything to donate uh, or something like that? And see who goes to who goes to a seven year old kid is like, hey, we're collecting donations (laughs) like this kid's got like, what? What? Well, that's why you bring up the parents, right? He goes, well, what about your mommy? And of course, Stephen says, well, maybe his mom would like to donate stuff. Remember, this kid's seven. He's seven years old. Yeah. Uh, So Murphy's like, oh, okay. well, you know what? What if I just take you to your mom? And that's when a white Buick drives up and it's driven by a man by the name of Kenneth Parnell and Stainer and Murphy get into the car. Stainer's not, and Steven's not thinking anything of it, right? He's thinking they're going to take him to see his mom and they're going to ask about church donations. However, they never make it to his house. Instead, they go, uh, they go to Parnell's cabin. He has his own cabin in Kathy's Valley. And that's where uh, Stephen's life would be turned upside down. Uh, and ironically, and I'll go ahead and say this here, what's even more, well, it's sad and ironic, is that this cabin was like really, really within walking distance from uh, one of his grandfather's houses. Mm. So like he was just right there this whole time. But uh, once inside the cabin, the horror show begins. Uh, he gets, you know, obviously Parnell molests him. And abuses him left and right. Uh, Parnell even tells Stephen uh, that he was his legal guardian now, because you know, because obviously your seven-year-old and all these bad things are happening for you. You're crying out for your parents, and he tells him, "Oh, well, you that's not, not going to matter no more. They didn't want you, and I'm your dad now." And that's what he did. That's what he told him. And this kid's seven, so he's going to believe that, right? Yeah. And while all this is happening, obviously the parents and the family are like, where, where's our child? Where's he at? And the manhunt, uh, or the looking for the hunt was on for this kid. It made national headlines. Where is, uh, where's the stainer child? We got to find him. He was just taken. He's only seven years old and years would pass. Years would pass with nothing. Like they would get nothing from it. Nobody would see him or report seeing him. And during this time, Parnell had did the following stuff. I'm just going to list you all these things he did. Uh, he renamed Stainer Dennis Parnell. He would enroll him in different schools under that name uh, for the next several years. He would get him a puppy at one point, uh, and they would move around California a lot. And Parnell would basically pretend to be his father. And keep in mind, during this whole time, he's still abusing this kid while all this is happening. And Parnell would get uh, odd jobs. And stuff that would actually require him to travel and leave. But he knew 
that this kid wasn't going to do anything because he was so scared and already been brainwashed by this point that he could leave the kid there and the kid wouldn't run away. So he would go to his jobs that would require him to travel out of town even. And, uh, and Stanger wouldn't go anywhere. He would stay there. He said uh, in one of his interviews, you can find a lot of interviews with him because this was big news back when it happened. Uh, he, he would say stuff like, oh, man, uh, you know, I just didn't even think about that. I, like I didn't even know how to even reach out for help, this kind of stuff. And so not one time did Stanner ever try to escape. Uh, they even, uh, even Parnell's family, like his mom, didn't even know that her son was holding a, a child. Like she didn't even know about it. Then Parnell started seeing this lady named Barbara Mathias for like almost two years. And they both would abuse. Oh God. Yeah. How do you like, what, how does this happen? Right. You start seeing somebody. How do you even bring that up to see if they're interested in that? Like, how does that happen? Like, I don't know. She would later actual fuck dude. She would later claim uh, that obviously she thought that was really his kid. Cause that's what he would say. Oh, so she's like, Oh, so it's fine. I'm going to abuse this kid yeah, anyway. Cause it's it. your kid. Yeah, I don't understand how okay, that makes it any better. Yeah. Oh, oh, you'll be even God. more mad when I tell you what happens with her because it's nothing. Uh, 1975, Parnell decides that Stainer's not enough and he wants another little boy. And he tries multiple, multiple times to make this happen. And it was, and they were all not successful at all. He would even send Steven out himself to try to recruit a little boy or something. And, uh, Stephen would intentionally sabotage it because uh, he knew the horror that was in store for that child. And so finally, Parnell's like, well, I'm not going to send you to do it anymore because obviously I know what you're doing. And then February 14th, 1980. This right, So he's been missing for how many years now? 1980? Yeah, he went missing in 1972, and now it's 1980. And he was seven when he went missing. So he's uh, six years later or eight years later now. Yeah. So that's how long he's been gone. So this uh, kid's 15 now. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Parnell is a pedophile, right? So uh, yep. he's probably thinking Stephen's getting too old for him, as gross as that sounds. And uh, so he wants another little boy. Uh, February 14th, 1980. Parnell is finally successful, and he kidnaps <laughs> a five-year-old by the name of Timmy White. And this is what actually changes things for, for Stephen. It kind of makes him realize the whole picture because it's one thing. If something's happening to you, you can kind of, in a way, even if it's something awful, sort of justify it or dissociate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But it's something else. If you see somebody else being brought in and the same horror start happening to them, right? Like it can really open your eyes. So on March 1st, 1980, Parnell has to go to work ironically as a security guard and he's going to work and he leaves the kids at home. And this is when Stanner was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I can't let this little boy go through what I went through. And they, t- they take off and they escape. And they, so they literally just walk out the door and they walk and they didn't know where, cause I mean, uh, Timmy's only five. So he couldn't really tell you where he lived yet. So they go to the police station and that's where the whole story unfolds. Right. Like whole, you know, holy crap. This is Steven Stainer. Holy crap. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, they thought this kid was, they were never going to see him again, right? Yeah, right. Because most kidnappings, I think they say, if you don't uh, get the person back within what, like 24 hours and it's not good. Usually first 48. Yeah. So they were identified 
And within that day, they were both sent back to their families. And could you even imagine being a parent thinking that you're, I guarantee you, they just assumed that their kid was, if something awful had happened to him and they were never going to see him again, but here he comes and here he shows up. Uh, let me go into a little bit what happened with the, the awful people. Let's get them out of the way real quick. Uh, Parnell was arrested, of course, and he was convicted of kidnapping. And here's his sentence. I hope you guys are sitting down for this. Uh, he received seven years. And of the what? seven years, he didn't even serve all seven years. He only had to serve five for his parole. What? I'm going to come back to him. So just hold on to your horses. Uh, Murphy, who you, you know, who's the first guy he actually met, who brought him into this whole thing. Uh, they actually said that he, um, how do I put this? Uh, he had a, from the sounds of it, he had a learning disability. So he's a little slower. And he was also pretty much like he thought whatever Parnell was telling him was true. And he thought he was helping a pastor uh, with this kid. And later on, uh, Stainer would say that actually this Murphy guy never did anything to him. And he was really, really nice. I even thought of him as like an uncle, which really helped him. So he didn't receive near as bad a sentence. That lady who I mentioned that lived with him for about two years, nothing happened to her. Uh, so this uh, case actually would lead to California. Cause like I said, that guy only got seven years uh, to allow consecutive prison terms uh, in similar abduction cases. So in other words, uh, now in a similar case, you get way more than seven years, right? Uh, but this was such a huge story for when this happened. I mean, there's even a made for TV miniseries that was that came out based on this. Uh, there was a best-selling book. Uh, so this family was actually really, really famous, even if you didn't want to be for what they were famous for, but they were famous for, I think, even more so for the fact that the kid was found alive, right? Because that's so yeah. rare when they've been gone yeah. that long. Uh, sadly, though, in 1989, Stephen Stanner was coming home from work on his motorcycle, and he hits a car, or he gets hit by a car. I don't remember how it happened. Mm. Uh, and he doesn't make it. Oh, God. Uh, to go through all that stuff, to get come back to your family, only to have your life end that way. Yeah, and he wasn't even that old. I mean, 1989, he's born in 75. Yeah, I mean, born in 65, I mean. So he, you know, uh, in 2004, Parnell, the evil that is Parnell, was 72 years old, and he had a nurse. He tried to get his nurse to get him a young boy, and he was going to pay her, like, or pay this nurse $500. But instead, of course, this nurse was like, I don't think so, and knew who he was and knew his past and turns him in, so he gets to go to prison again for 25 years this time, and that's, and that's where he, he dies. Good. Yep. Good. So that's a good thing. Uh, I'm trying to figure out sad... how this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah, no it feels shit, like it's right? all wrapping up right now. Thing. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, that's, <laughs> so that's kind of where you would think this story would end, right? Uh, uh, you know, Stephen had a lot of trouble kind of getting back into, which is understandable, uh, you know, back into his life with his family. Mm-hmm. He had some issues growing up because of, I mean, how could you not? and stuff like that but overall it seemed like his family was very happy and he was very happy to be back but he went from seven to 15 without them right so as a 15 year old you change a lot weird it must be for him too to see these they're strangers to him these are not his parent like he doesn't barely know them even if you weren't going yeah even if you're not going through the horrors of that even if you are in a good situation this whole time like going from seven to 15 you change you just change Mm -hmm. a lot right it's a lot of stuff puberty 
for one thing, for crying out loud, just changes you. And he's already like his mind or his psyche is already somewhat warped based on the shit he's been through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's just that's that's bizarre. And that's, plus, this guy even crazy. told him, like, your parents gave you to me. Yeah, yeah. You so know, he I'm already held that now. against so you've them, got, right? Yeah, so you've got eight years of, like, Jeez. believing that resentment through, yeah. you yeah. know? like. So, basically, you think, oh, man, even though there's some sad stuff in there at the end with him sadly passing away at a young age, at least for this main part, he did uh, live and he not only lived, he saved another boy and it's kind of yeah. a, kind of a happy ending. Um, however, this will not be the last time the stainers themselves or a family member of the stainers make headline news. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. And we will talk about this in part two coming soon. Oh, Wow. Things dude. are going to take a wild turn, <laughs> dude. How can they go any more wild than that? Like that's, I was say, that was some, that's already that's like crazy. A, yeah. Hold on to your bridges. <laughs> that feels Ooh. like that feels like such a. I hate to say it, but a classic seventies, eighties kind of crime, right? Like the idea that the kid gets abducted, and because you remember that being such a horrific thing that all the way we grew up, the way our parents made it sound was people, kids were getting snatched off the street, left and right, left and right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like stranger danger. Don't talk to that person. I hate to laugh about that, but But that's like in your mind, legit, like at any moment, somebody could snatch you and you're done. Yeah. Like around every corner, there was a van with no windows. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially when you were real young, like that, like in single digits and stuff. Yeah. But dude, it's because you hear these such these horrific stories and to hear that this kid dealt with that and went through this, like when you hear it, you're like, oh, my God, lock the kids up. Don't let them go out in the street anymore. Because you were saying that, Johnny, like back in the day, that was a thing like we grew up running the streets like it wasn't a big deal. Like dusk came. It was starting to get dark. You need to start heading home or you heard your mom calling you. You know what I mean? Like you had mom. I was was telling mom about this and she said that uh, she her and her. Uh, you know, she has got brothers and sisters. They, when they were kids, they could stay with her aunt Joyce and like her, she lived like mile, like two or three miles from a store. And she would send them up to the store by themselves all yeah. the time. And it was yeah. no big deal. Dude, <laughs> just I watch mem- out. Just don't get run over. <laughs> yeah. I have memories of being like seven years old in Queens, New York, going from our apartment building all the way down to the corner store to buy like snacks, like, like just with ch- pocket change that my grandmother gave me. Yeah. Little seven year old kid walking in, grabbing a pack of, uh, of Twizzlers and then throwing the change on the counter and just walking out. Like, you know what I mean? Nowadays, you'd be like, Where's this kid's parents? Back in the day, it wasn't <laughs> a big deal, right? Until these things continued to happen. Then it became this thing of like, Okay, we need to be a little bit more careful or vigilant because now we're in a time where like there's just more and more sickos popping up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except in Queens, it's probably still not a big deal. <laughs> true right <laughs> but yeah dude um this is uh i can't this is, no interesting to see where this goes yeah, what's funny is how right you are chris like it's that's funny because it's true hmm. <laughs> it's not really funny yeah. so part two will be coming to you soon uh all i can say i don't want to give anything away but let's just say uh the family's going to go through even more than what oh, they already have man that's great yeah. So just when you think, just when you think you have a happy ending, right? Uh, hold on. I say we come back next week. I say we come back next week instead of having it that's odd. Let's just do back to back weeks because I don't want to hold on, dude. I want to know what happens next. 
Oh, I man, do oh, and man. I don't. Like, <laughs> it's how true. much worse is this going to get? Yeah, you true, know? true, true. <laughs> um, I can tell you guys one thing. What's that? It is one hour and 50 minutes <laughs> before I see the new Ghostbusters. Carter's even wearing, well, you're both wearing Ghostbusters shirts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mine's a mine's a, a, a artwork by Ed Yancey. So listeners, go check out Ed Yancey. He's got an Instagram account called Iggy Crypt. Um, oh yeah, is, yes, yeah. This is his artwork. He he made a shirt of it. So I was like, I'm getting that dude immediately. As soon as he made it, I got it. So I'm wearing yeah, he's that good tonight. Too. Yeah, he's a very yeah. good artist. Definitely check him out for sure. For so, sure. So anyway, dude, that was a good episode, man, and and, and nice little cliffhanger. Can't wait to to hear what happens next. That's right. Just I, so stick I want to know, but I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say when I found this out, uh, my mind exploded. Like, wow. Like, how could one family go through all this? Oh, yeah, wow. Like, now you're like saying you're, that, dude? Wow. No, it's like your mind explodes at the end of that part. Then you scoop your brains back in. Yeah. And then all right. Yeah. All over again. Like, exactly. Do we really want to know? <laughs> all righty. All righty. Ready to oh, head, man, out oh, this, head out of the creeper clubhouse. Yep, that's all I got. You guys got anything else before we turn off the lights no, and dude. make our escape? All right, we got to get out of here so Chris can go see his movie. Got to grab that and, proton pack and get it charged, dude. And so he can lord that over Carter and I that he's seen it before us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like curious. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, ve- I'm gonna be very silent until Carter at least. It's all, it. it's all a location thing, man. We don't have Wednesday uh, shows down yeah, there. Yeah, dude, this is rare that we get these ones on a Wednesday. So you know. And everything I'm seeing, at least from the people that I care about what they think, everybody I'm seeing says that this is what we want. Like, this is what yeah. you want to see to bring us back into the world. And then if you want to start, like, moving forward and doing things with it, go from there. But bring us back this way. And so I can't wait to see it, dude. I just can't wait. Yeah. Maybe you'll also get to see the new Spider-Man trailer, like, on the big screen. That'd be pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys watch that trailer? I, I sure did. did multiple Shit times. Yeah. Sick, dude. Crazy. Electro looks awesome, man. Crazy. Like, I'm psyched about it's gonna that, It's going to be so too. good, dude. Yep. Yep. That's, well, real quick. Are you guys pissed at all that we didn't get to see Toby or Andrew in the trailer? I'm not pissed. Little, I thought I'm they would little, do it, but like, I'm not pissed. Yeah, I thought I they'd thought do they it. I thought they would do it. Like, I really they may still they- do it. Maybe they're saving it. I don't know. I Maybe love saving the, that. There's a funny little meme going around saying uh, they hinted at Toby Maguire, and what they did is zoom in to the Spider-Man logo, and at the the end of the end where it says Spider-Man, there's a little TM for trademark, and they're circling it saying it's Toby Maguire. I was like, oh geez, <laughs> roll the eyes, dude. roll the eyes, <laughs> man. People when they won't you gotta love the internet, internet, dude. You gotta right? love the internet. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, you uh, can make anything into something if you want it. You enough. really can. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm out of the clubhouse. I'm going to head out and, and I'll lock the doors on my way out. And I'm also grabbing some of these snacks. All right. So we'll see you creepers later. Thank you for everything. Go check out our Patreon. Y'all are awesome. And in the meantime, uh, who you going to call? Ghostbusters! <laughs>